재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 With ambitious goals such as eradicating diseases or creating new sources of energy, the field of synthetic biology is rapidly emerging as a powerful tool combining the disciplines of physics, biology, engineering, and computer science to build these new systems. To help us learn more about the great promise and potential risks associated with synthetic biology, we're pleased to have joining us from the Department of Medicine at Imperial College London, Professor Paul Fremont. Hello. Hello. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, For a lot of our listeners, this is somewhat new. Can you just in a nutshell explain what synthetic biology is, please? Yeah, it's it's a sort of natural extension of what we've been doing for many, many years. We've been using bio, biology to uh, for human purposes for thousands of years, actually. And what synthetic biology is, is kind of considering biology more like a technology and beginning to apply sort of engineering design principles, if you like, into thinking about how we might design uh, biological systems or biological cells for useful purposes. So it's bringing sort of engineering design and computational science and deep, deep-rooted molecular biology to, to allow us to, to essentially design uh, living organisms, but from, at the genetic level. That's sort of where it, where it, what it, sim- it simply is there. Mm. Now, there is a lot of excitement, and for a lot of our listeners, um, you might have someone or maybe personally experiencing some kind of medical condition, and uh, the hope, the the real fervent hope is that uh, we could harness this technology to cure various diseases and uh, improve human health. Uh, are those things a reality right now? Sure. There's a lot of work going on thinking about how we can sort of re-engineer cells, particularly in stem cells, which is a very useful uh, medicinal treatment for for all sorts of diseases. And the idea is that how can we use synthetic biology approaches to try and reprogram more systematically those those cells into uh, things called organoids or into essentially into new organs. And there's a lot of work uh, focusing around that. Other areas are in terms of medicine is also thinking about could we have living therapy? So for example, if you drink a yogurt which has got a sort of live bacteria could you think about engineering bacteria to detect disease within your stomach for Mm. example or even to if they detected any sort of cancer or any kind of upset in your tummy could they release something could you so there are some sort of futuristic uh, areas that people are seriously looking at uh, in the area sort of probiotics and, and other types of therapeutic interventions so there's a whole you know vast uh, array of different kind of approaches, but they're still at the research level, so there's still a lot of work mm. to be done, but it's an exciting area, and people are very, very excited by the opportunity that it's beginning to offer. Now, you mentioned stem cell research. Uh, we here in Korea, of course, when we hear that, we hear about the notorious scientist uh, Hwang Usak, who, of course, uh, uh, had claimed to make some great discoveries in that field. It was found to be uh, fraudulent. Uh, can you just, uh, I guess, address some of the moral objections with this type of technology and maybe even some of the possible safety yeah. risks? I think the, the, in terms of, so one, one's got to understand, if, we, if we're beginning to engineer biology, um, a lot of the applications that most people think are short-term are things like industrial processing, you know, like making big sort of factories of cells producing things. And we've been doing that already, but mm-hmm. synthetic biology is going to really accelerate that whole process. So those are all contained. They're in big containers, they're in factories, they're in big vats. 
The one issue people are most concerned about is, is the non-containment, so the idea of release. So engineering organisms that could be released into the environment. Right. And, of course, that is uh, a concern for everyone because, you know, there are, might be some unexpected consequences of that. And the sort of areas that people are really focusing on is something called gene drive, which is the idea of, of essentially engineering insects to, um, that could do different things in the environment for, for useful purposes. I mean, the, the approach is, you know, to knock out diseases or to make crops more uh, resistant to pests. But, of course, the idea of release does, does you know, does cause some concern because uh, we don't know whether those gene, we don't, there might be some unexpected consequences. Right, like some like a twenty foot long beetle all of a sudden roaming the streets well, and wreaking havoc on London or something. Like that. Well, you know that it's it's we have to be very cautious, and uh, because nature is so complicated, and we are learning so much now, but we still need to be very cautious in our approach. Uh, but for the contained industrial type of processing, I think synthetic biology offers a huge opportunity for. Making uh, making things more environmentally friendly, you know, using green kind of approaches, using biology instead of you know petrochemicals to make chemicals, to make fragrances, to make drugs. Those all those sort of things, I think, are actually very very sort of near term for synthetic biology approaches. Uh, and obviously, the release is a big debate we need to have. And everyone, mm. you know, we're we're a global planet, so everyone needs to engage in this debate and decide, you know, how far the technology is acceptable to to, to society, really. Now, we have advanced nations like the U.K., maybe to a lesser extent in the United States, where they're grappling with some of these ethical questions. Um, does there come a time when the politicians and the policymakers have to get involved, or are we not sort of at that threshold yet? When, we're not at that threshold yet. I mean, a lot of the regulations uh, also in Korea and all over the, all over the world in, in very sophisticated countries like Korea and, and Japan and Southeast Asia and the UK all have very good regulatory systems for genetic modification and, and synthetic biology fits uh, into those current regulatory systems. But there is the need to watch, uh, to see the rapid developments of the field and to have a clear, uh, you, know, in, you know, international communication about the field so that when things do accelerate and we get into the stage of true engineering of biology, then we do need to be thinking about what the, you know, what the consequences of that and whether we need new regulatory structures to, to govern those kinds of uh, activities. But we are very far, far away okay. from that at the current moment. So most of the research all fits in with existing uh, legislation. Well, speaking of looking forward, maybe our, as our final question, can you maybe point out to our listeners what some of the next key steps or advancements that we should be looking out for? Well, I, I, as I said to you, you know, I'm really excited by the sort of the, the, the environmentally friendly way of producing everything around us. So, you know, we take so much for granted and we make so much stuff from petroleum and oil and chemistry that... You know, I'd like to see some of this industry, you know, becoming more biological, actually using biological solutions to provide provide us with, with the, the things that we need. I think that is a real near-term aim. And I think the other thing about synthetic biology, because it's bringing engineering in, one of the things I really want to see is predictable engineering. So um, biology is still uh, not fully understood. Uh, there's still a long way to go before we can actually sit down and, you know, computationally design a biological system and get it to work uh, as we design it. So that, that is the next big breakthrough, is having this sort of robust engineering, a bit like the engineers who built the 777. They, they essentially didn't build a prototype. They designed it all in the computer, 
They made one prototype of a 777 airplane, mm. and it flew. And we're nowhere near that yet. But that's the future, and that's what excites me. Well, it is exciting indeed. Professor Freeman, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Professor Paul Freeman from the Imperial College London, Seoul City News, up next.